Welcome to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Elizabeth. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Today we have with us Kevin Berger. He is the Grain Operations Manager at Centera Co-op in Northeast Ohio. Welcome, Kevin. Hello. We're really excited to have you today because we know going through harvest, it's definitely been a challenging year and we're looking forward to how we can manage some of this grain that we're storing. But to kick off, would you mind giving us an update on how harvest is going in your area? Yeah. Hey, uh, well, uh, harvest in our area is uh, anywhere from Mansfield, Ohio to Andover, Ohio in the western part of PA. And uh, as of right now, I would say that we're probably about 80% done uh, with uh, corn and beans both. Uh, Probably more beans in the field than we would like to see at this time. So it sounds like you guys have been having about the same harvest conditions that we've had down here. Um, Were you able to get started fairly early? I mean, we got started really early this year, but then we hit a really long spell of wet weather and have been waiting for this freeze to start up again. Yes. um, Our harvest got started uh, very early, as a matter of fact, and uh, we was... uh, for us, early would be uh, first, second week of September, and we were going pretty good uh, throughout then, and, and then all of a sudden the rain started, and uh, it has not let up since. So it's been a challenge for our, our customers to, to get their crops off. Yeah, we're definitely seeing similar things down here. Um, well, maybe on a slightly brighter note, how are the yields doing up that way? Well, I would say on our bean yields, we're up 10 to 15% overall. And on the corn yields, we're probably 10 to 20% increase on the yields. So that has been a bright point for them. Um, with the with the low, low prices and stuff, uh, that's been a, a blessing to them. And as a grain manager, how's that been managing the larger crop coming in? Well, it's very difficult, uh, especially at the train houses. Uh, you can't always get a train when you need it. And truck houses, you're, uh, you know, you're full more than you're not. So it's been very difficult to uh, manage the extra crop. Have you guys been limited on the hours that you've been able to pull in the crop? Um, or have you been able to stay open more how's that been working obviously in the beginning we weren't limited on much hours but uh as the harvest has wore on yes it it's been a challenge to uh keep a flow going out of the elevators to to be able to receive the rest of the the harvest Uh, some of our bigger elevators have have been able to manage it a little bit better with the trains the truck houses have really struggled yeah, that's definitely been a challenge this fall. It seems like anytime everyone's all out running at the same time and logistically a lot of guys are maxed out on how much they can store and just figuring out where to go with it to move grain away from the combine has been probably, besides the weather, the biggest challenge we've dealt with this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So 
speaking of that increased storage on farm this year, uh, what sorts of issues do you see with this crop that guys are putting into bins at home? Well, with the corn, I don't, I don't foresee anything. Our quality on the corn has been very good this year. Um, so I don't see it being an issue on the corn side. It's the, it's the soybean side that, that concerns me. Um, we got, uh, probably a lot more farmers carrying more soybeans than normal. And, um, with the, the moistures being a much higher than they were in past years that we've stored soybeans, um, it's going to definitely create some challenges, uh, storing the beans need to make sure that we're running aeration when at all possible and uh, try to get some of that moisture drawed out with the aeration. And when you say high moisture, what percent are you referring to? Well, I think our average moisture into our elevators is at, on soybeans has been probably the average moisture is around 15% that we've been taking here toward the the latter part of the harvest. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, typical moistures that we might see at the, at, at the elevators is around 13% in uh, being two points higher. I'm sure that some of that's went into the, our customers bins at a higher moisture. Yeah. So what sorts of things should guys be keeping in mind if they've got high moisture beans in a bin? Aeration. Make sure we're uh, temperature system. You know, if you got temperature uh, controls in the bins, make sure we're checking that regularly. Um, if we don't have temperature system, make sure we're running the fan on days that it's conducive to run the fans. Um, you know, drier air days, lower temperature. Try to get them as cold as we can for the for the winter time here. So this cold weather that we're having is maybe helping a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to help us. Are we looking at the same thing with corn, or did the corn come off dry enough? In our area, anybody that's keeping corn on the farm is probably running it through a dryer. The way they handle their corn is not going to be much different. Uh, and it was an average year on moistures. We, we probably had... Um, lower moistures than we normally see in the corn because the weather was so good early it helped dry that corn down in the fields so um, i don't foresee any any different what anything we should do different with the corn this year one thing that comes up sometimes when we're storing grain is insect pressure and um, i know from doing pesticide recertification that a lot of um, guys they don't see that too often. We don't have a lot of on-farm um, where they're doing the fumigation themselves. So is that a service that a lot of grain facilities will offer to come out and do the fumigation? Or where's that kind of going in the industry? Well, I, I can't speak for for any of the other co-ops or anything, but we, we, we'll do a we can advise, but we're personally not allowed to go out to the farm and, and do uh, insect, um, anything with insects, with fumis, uh, fumigation or anything like that. Uh, our license doesn't permit that. So, um, okay. but 
that could definitely be a problem this year. So what are some of the tips that you would give um, farmers if they find they do have an insect infestation? Well, to prevent the insect infestation, I would uh, keep the weeds around the bin down, um, spray the outside of the bins with insecticide, and uh, keep the grain cool. Typically, the warmer the grain, the, the more the insects are in that. So keeping the yeah. grain cool sounds like it's really the key to success with storing this crop. Um, if we start seeing temperature fluctuations through the winter where we get significant warm-ups, at one, how long of a window do we need to have before we need to be concerned of warm weather? And two, how can we kind of mitigate that? I don't think I would panic if, if we did get some warm-ups throughout the winter. I would probably not um, I would probably not try to warm that grain up if that situation come about. I, I personally like to keep the grain cool uh, as long as possible. I know that uh, some other people might disagree with that, but my personal feel is the, the cooler that grain is, the less issues that we have typically have with that grain. Okay, so as long as we're not trying to aerate during warm weather, then we should be okay to hold that temperature down. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what are what do you recommend as far as cleaning the bin before grains going in or after it's come out to try to control insects as well? Typically, what we'll do is uh, before we put grain in there, we have a it's called uh, Tempo, and it has a residual uh, toward uh, insects where we'll spray the inside of those bins down with that. And the other thing is that to make sure that underneath your aeration floor in your bins that you keep that clean under there um, about once every two to three years, pop the floor up and get down in there and clean that all out of there. That'll help you tremendously in um, eliminating the bug issue. And also making sure that um, any residue kind of crusted grain material around the edges, I know it can kind of build up down in the seams and corners yeah. as well. Yeah, pre-cleaning is, is very big, making sure that you got all that off the walls and anything hung up, knocked down and, and taken out of the bin, that's for sure. So I know some guys have started their own grain piles so do you have any tips for, for people who are storing grain outside of a bin for the winter? <laughs> uh, my biggest tip would be don't do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I know it's, it's way too late. Um, I just don't get too comfortable with it. I know these ag bags are a big thing now. You get a little leak in them and, and um, it can be uh, a bad situation. Uh, keep the aeration on them. If you have uh, covers on them, you know, that's, that's a, typically we're putting corn out on the ground in Ohio and uh, they have uh, aeration on them to suck the tarps down to the top of the grain. And I just would not shut those uh, fans off. I would, I would leave that run constantly. Air movement through that grain is going to help that tremendously. Do you have any idea like how that works compared with a bin as far as um, keeping the moisture out 
or, you know, if they didn't get the pile covered, does the water move down through the grain? I mean, I um, am more familiar with manure stockpiles where you kind of get a crust on it and the water will roll off of those. But with grain, with it being such large particles, I'd think that you'd get moisture down through there pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you don't get it covered and you get some rain on it, it's going to go down through the corn. Um, I know I, uh, about five, five, six years ago, we put out a million bushel corn pile in, in um, <laughs> not one of my finer times. It, uh, the tarp had blowed off. We lost electricity and the tarp had blowed off of it. And we had to sit there for about a month and a half and watch that thing um, get a crust on it. And once we, you know, it, it ended up costing us a little bit, but in the end, uh, about 98% of that corn came back and, and we were able to save 98% of it. So it, it, it wasn't uh, terrible. It, it will form a crust and you put the aeration on the same way. So, so Kevin, kind of switching gears, um, what's it been like as far as grain movement? out of the facility since we've had these lower crop prices and tariffs in effect? Have you seen much um, difference that way? Yeah, um, not so much the price uh, being a problem. It's uh, been more of a, a logistical problem with the railroads and things, being able to get a train we had multiple trains sold for the harvest time and, and uh, really could not get those trains to the facility quick enough uh, to help us out at all. So, um, I know during our bean harvest, we sat around for about 10 days waiting on a train to show up. Um, that was almost a month late. So it's been a very, it's been a big challenge for us. So is that a, there's too much competition for the trains or what's causing that issue? You know, I'm not real sure. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not sure that you ever really know what the problem is. I, I think it's um, weather, weather has a lot to do with that also. You know, we could get trains hung up in the South uh, for export. A lot of our beans go to export and you could get trains hung up because of weather down in the South and in, uh, especially harvest time of the year, you know, there's a lot of weather issues down that way. So I think that's part of the problem. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I never really thought about that. I guess if they go down there, there's a hurricane and there's no ships to load onto, then they're probably stuck waiting until that clears out. Yeah. And, and, and when those trains get behind, you know, we're the, we're the, first ones to feel the effect and the last ones to get relief from it so yeah yeah that's got to be a challenge <clears throat> so you think there's been more um, on-farm storage this year um, or has it been hard to tell on your end just because there's a bigger crop um, more crop to go uh, all sorts of directions I guess well, I, I think, yes, I think that there is more crops um, being held on the farm this year than in past years, yes. 
Uh, I think we're using some bins that we haven't used in a while um, because of the prices. Mm -hmm. And do you guys offer um, storage on your facility where farmers can pay you per bushel to store it? Yes, we have a, it's a, called a, a de delayed price storage. So have you seen them utilizing that more this year? I have seen an increase in that this year, yeah, but the, the, the prices obviously went up this year because of that problem, you know, um, being that more people wanted to wait for a, uh, some time to, you know, that having to store that grain is a cost to the elevator for sure. So, Right. Any other advice you can think of to keep our grain in good condition? as we start to wrap up here? Yeah. Well, I know when we put uh, grain in the bins, we typically tend to, to forget about it a little bit, but uh, just make sure that we're keeping that in the, um, you know, keeping that uh, on the top of our minds because uh, obviously it's very costly if we have grain grain go out of condition. And this could be one of those years where we could see some beans get out of condition because of the moistures that we we were having to bend them at. So I would say that um, farmers and elevators alike need to make sure that their their aeration's in good shape and uh, make sure they're running it when they can. Yeah, and keep an eye on it. And if they start to see some changes, um, maybe they need to move it out of their facility fairly quickly. Yeah, you know I I I was uh discussing this with uh the merchandisers and and it would be nice to be able to keep a steady flow of this stuff moving this year more so than other years you know i know we store grain for a long time and and try to move it um at the best time but it would be nicer to continually move some of this grain this year uh just because of the the higher moistures and things that we we bend these Soybeans are the ones that I'm most concerned with. I, I would like to see a steady movement of soybeans this year. Um, so if, if the farmers out there and they, you know, they've got some in their bins, it's not, uh, it's not going to hurt anything to move one here and there to make sure that uh, we're we're keeping good air and in uh, the grains in condition. Yeah, that's a good plan, and hopefully we'll see some price relief here that might trigger that on the farm end too. Right. Well, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us. It was good to get an update from um, up your way. We hadn't talked to anyone yet from that direction. And thanks again. Yeah, thank you. And I hope this helped. So before we leave you today, we just want to um, promote a few programs we have coming up. Related to grain storage somewhat is um, grain marketing series that we've been working on the curriculum this past summer and are excited to announce there are several locations in western Ohio. You can find out more at go.osu.edu forward slash grain plan and that is a three-week program so once a week for three weeks uh, two to three hour sessions and it's $45 a person or $60 for two from the same farm. The other event coming up is Precision University In-Season Decisions. 
That's going to be January 9th at Beck's Hybrids in London, Ohio. It's $50 to attend, and we need you to register by January 2nd to save your seat. And it's going to be a great program with experts from around the country coming to share information on the latest equipment and technologies to help you make better decisions during the growing season. So we hope to see you at any of these events and check the description for the links. Yeah, and you're, if you're interested in more agronomy or farm management programs, check out um, our Ag Crops website, agcrops.osu.edu, and click on events there. And for the farm management side, you can go to Ohio Ag Manager. Just search that newsletter, and it will pull up the blog where we post a lot of um, farm management-related events as well. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at AFM Podcast. So search that Facebook or Twitter and give us a like. Um, if you're on iTunes, you can leave us a review. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you want to. We'd appreciate that. All right, so you guys have a great week, um, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Agronomy and Farm Management Podcast. Join us again in two weeks for our next episode.